TikTok supports the Department of Health and Human Services COVID-19 education campaign. We can do this efforts to increase education and awareness about COVID-19 vaccines. Whether due to language barriers or lack of access to healthcare, many Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders face unique challenges to getting accurate vaccine information. We hope that amplifying these resources, especially in other languages, will help reach and protect our most vulnerable communities. Please visit vaccines.gov for more information. Four BFFs who grew from friends to fierce boss moms. Join us as we shoot from the tip as Asian American Pacific Islander women. Discovering modern hacks for both surviving and thriving in this ever-changing mama world. Not quite TED Talks, but Tit Talks with your favorite girlfriends. to a special edition of Tit Talks, How She Built This, featuring Nisha Bhatia of Festivity. This series is meant to be a one-on-one, -on -one more intimate discussion on the journey of building a business as a woman and as a mom. This is Ticha, one of the Tiffany's, and I have the pleasure of speaking to a phenomenal mom and founder today. Nisha, I, of course, had to do some digging on your site, and I was just blown away by the concept of festivity. But before we jump into the industry of celebration that you've created, let's talk about whether you've always had this entrepreneurial spirit and the background that led you to this path. So tell us all about you. Awesome. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's very kind of you. I do not have a single entrepreneurial bone in my body, as my family would attest. Uh, but here I am on this on this limb here uh, with a cause that I'm, I, I believe truly and passionate about. But I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I grew up in Mumbai in India, and I came to the U.S. only when I was 22 after I had an engineering degree, electronics engineering hated it, realized I cannot do this forever. And I switched over and went into business and operations, which is what I do till today. My family is filled with entrepreneurs, risk takers. It started with my dad and now we have so many of them. Uh, my, my close cousins, my own brother, uh, very successful, very passionate, but I've always been risk averse. So the idea that I would sort of pause everything and, and do something, what would I do? What is my idea? Do I have an idea? Never, never came across. But then, you know, as they say, children change you. Uh, I have, uh, you know, I've been married 10 years. I have a three-year-old daughter and she, uh, her name is Maya. And she is first generation American. She's growing up here as um, a daughter to immigrant parents um, with very different cultures. My husband and I are from very different parts of India. We celebrate very different festivals and, and our families are different too, arguably, right? So um, this thought kept coming back to me. What is she going to follow? How am I going to get her introduced to things? When there was, let's say, Diwali, the biggest Hindu festival um, ever, how should I 
explain to her what Diwali means. Uh, and for Christmas, which my husband's family celebrate, what should we do for Christmas to make this her own besides the tree and the gifts, right? I wanted her to at least have something of her own. Um, there was also this fear that I had that I don't want her to feel that all Indian festivals are the same. My parents dress up in Indian clothes, they eat Indian food and it's all the same. This was my fear since the time she was probably two weeks old. Yeah, no, I know. That's Over- out of all the things to fear for a child, <laughs> stopping to breathe. <laughs> yeah, no, that too. That happened like first two weeks for sure. But there was also this like, okay, what are we going to teach her? Like, are we, what are we going to do? How are we going to talk to her? So it, it was always this back of the mind mom worry um, that was there. And, and, you know, I realized that telling her, oh, this is what I did in childhood was the number one way to get her running away from me. Like she didn't care. <laughs> that is what I did in childhood. Her, her <laughs> mind would get distracted on, oh, who's your mom again? Like, who's yeah. your dad? And were you little? So, uh, you know, there was this thought about kids love to learn by doing. And if, if there is a way in which I can get her involved in things by doing something, that is going to be more impactful. My husband and I have very consciously tried to, you know, have a very diverse friend circle, not like intentionally, oh, let me check off. Do I have uh, somebody Asian? Let me check off. Do I have some? No, not like that. But just in general, from going to school here, from being in very good jobs, we've had a golden opportunity to meet a lot of people. And then it became the idea morphed more and more into, it's not just festivals about India, right? How is she gonna learn about the world? Here's COVID, we can't go anywhere. There's no longer take her somewhere and teach her. Uh, There's no longer even let's go attend a family celebration with one of our friends. So what can we do to expose her to to things in a more uh, intentional way? And, and that's how festivity was born, so to say. It was, um, I'm still risk averse. It's not the, a full-time thing that I'm doing, though arguably I don't know uh, how, how long I'm gonna juggle so many things, but you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But it's the, the purpose of this is to expose children who are at this very impressionable age from let's say two and a half to six, to see how big the world is, how things that maybe they don't celebrate are done somewhere else and and pike their interest to say, oh, I want to go do this or I want to go do that. Uh, And that's basically the the mission of festivity, I would say. Well, I think that is just incredible and just really beautiful because you're absolutely right. That is the best way for them to learn, not through our personal narrative and experience of what mama did, but yeah, but doing it yourself. And I see that all of your boxes are really multidimensional too. They've got the book, they've got the activity. So how did you actually come up with that concept? Like, do you have an, so I know you are um, an engineer with an electrical engineering background. yeah. But a lot of these require a lot of like educational components and experience. So how were you able to come up with these concepts and kind of like different parts that comprise the entire project? Yeah. So, so I think like the, there were a few things I would say marrying the supply chain experience that I have and, and marrying my three years of hard, three and a half works of uh, years of hard work with, with Maya, right? What type of things does she enjoy? So there's always some sort of activity that we do most weekends, but does she come back to it? Uh, sometimes, depending on the activity. The book, I knew for sure there must be a book in the box because she she's fond of her books, she treasures them and she relates with them. 
the festive cards, so, so actually let me recap. There are five components, right? There's a book, there's a recipe, which is a hands-on demonstration. I mean, we've tried to make it a hands-on demonstration with, with a recipe that is toddler-friendly. Of course, they can't do it by themselves. They have to do it with their parent. But every festival around the world has a treat component. Every toddler's middle name is treat. So the two match together and they're very interested <laughs> in trying anything that's sweet. Well, at least my, my daughter is. So my daughter is too. So, yep. yeah. So, oh, so can't stop that. So this is a way like make it like a craft recipe, expanding your taste buds and exposure thing. Give them a festi card. This idea I did steal from a ballet class. Every time we go to ballet class, we get a little like postcard talking about a certain pose. And my daughter goes back to it repeatedly. And I, I thought that this is interesting where we can show them different pictures that their young minds can process to see that, oh, okay, these are the ways of celebrating this festival. Because to give you an example, Holi is a festival in, in India. Throughout India, there are, I would say 50 ways of celebrating Holi. Even I don't know all of them. So it was important to open even the parents' mind to this, right? That how's this celebrated in the world? Easter is coming up. That's our next box. How's Easter celebrated in Spain? There's a big parade. We didn't know that. The Easter bunny came from Germany. Did not know that. So it's been a very enriching sort of experience. But I would say it had to be substantial, for the parents to think of this as a substantial way to introduce culture to their, to their children. But it also had to have a mix of components, right? Things that excite them and are arguably temporary, such as the celebration and the activity kit, and things they would treasure, such as the book and the, and the uh, flashcards, so to say. So yeah, it, it, you know, so far we're going with five things and uh, hoping that this is engagement enough. Absolutely. And so I, I checked out some of the um, the celebrations that you had in addition to Holy, you had Lunar New Year, Easter. So what do you have on the horizon coming up? Ooh, so thank you for this great question. And I wanted to make sure I address it, right? So we couldn't boil the ocean at once. Of course. Uh, mm -hmm. I say we, like, it, you know, it's, it, it's impossible to be able to curate every festival. So I had to start somewhere in terms of, okay, what am I most comfortable with? So mm -hmm. there are some Indian festivals sprinkled in, there are some common festivals sprinkled in, such as there, there is the Easter and the, and the Christmas. And then there's a component of some festivals not a lot of people may know about. We're featuring Moon Festival. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of people, Lunar New Year goes by quickly, but Moon Festival uh, is not that widely celebrated. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to include that. There's a festival from India. I would love to take a poll on how many people know about it called Onam. It's from the state my in-laws come from and from beautiful state of Kerala. It has dragon boat racing. It has decorations with flowers. So I wanted to make sure that it's a rich mix of familiarity and unfamiliarity. We have seven festivals this year and we're hoping to expand on our festivals next year. I'm going to come out and say the one thing we don't have right now is Jewish festivals. We don't have Purim, we don't have Hanukkah and that's, you know, surely due to time management, COVID, work and my toddler. But that's top of mind and, and is going to be definitely included in next year. Okay, so message heard loud and clear. Yes. <laughs> We're trying to boil the ocean at once, but it's just going to take a little bit of time. One bucket at a time. Yeah. Yes, so please <laughs> check back frequently because it will appear soon. <laughs> yes.
Well, I admire your tenacity and your optimism. Like that really just shines yeah. through really loud and clear. But I'm sure there were some really difficult periods that, you know, may have dissuaded you because this is not your full-time job. You're doing this on the side. You've got a child, you've got a family. So what were some kind of low points that you can tell the listeners about that really, you know, is the reality of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but social media is harder than you think. It's harsher from a feedback perspective because the feedback loop is immediate. But the amount of time it takes to create a good, meaningful Instagram post is way longer than it takes to put your kid to bed, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Maya must be an excellent sleeper. Let me tell you that. Sleeper, but it takes longer <laughs> to make the Instagram post. Imagine that. Uh, no, so so it's really hard to. It's like how many things can you do? You you control the operations. Who's going to ship your? You control the pricing. Okay. You make this Instagram post, which may be ugly. You you try to apply for your permits to make sure before you launch your all legal. So it's a lot of heavy multitasking. But I think as women, we have this innate ability to do so. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that COVID has affirmed this for me, that the amount we, we can take on and execute strongly on is, is incredible. Yeah, I think we've all been tested um, much more than we thought we would be in this past year. Um, So actually, tell me about the timeline of the company, because you're at this point now where you have a considerable amount of product and great content. So when was the actual starting period? The starting period was the, so, so like the idea spark was Halloween last year. I oh, think, it was that uh, soon. Yeah, oh, soon. I, I really thought it was too long, actually. Wow. Uh, you know, the idea formation was around Halloween. And then it was like, how, like, how will this happen? What what are the steps that need to be done? Building the website, coming up with the, with the box. And we launched January 28th. So we started taking soft pre-orders for Holy on January 28th. So we started shipping out boxes once we got our permits and we were legal and everything in February. So it's very new in that respect, but the I, the boxes are curated ever since January. So I think, I think we were a couple months old. Wow. Okay. So still a very new company, but I guess, you know, when you look at the timing of the startup world, it's just accelerated at a pace that sometimes is just baffling. And then when you look at the people behind it, you see one to two people that are running this entire operation. And it's just, it's really admirable. It's, it's really admirable. I really appreciate that. No, thank you. It, it's been very fast and, and very slow. In fact, you know, it's like when I say social media is hard, it's you before you do something, you get feedback back. So here we are, you know, launched Holy Easter, et cetera. We're already getting inquiries. Can you make a bundle? Is there a subscription? We're trying to do that, but we're not there yet completely. So love their subscription boxes. Yeah, yeah. just want to make it valuable, right? Like would families want every festival? Would they want it, you know, a certain region at a time? Just figuring out those dynamics. Um, But but yeah, definitely on the horizon, super excited with all the responses we're getting from the boxes we've delivered. Um, I'm excited about that. That's amazing. Are, are you finding any trends in the data, like boxes that are particularly popular or like a, sp- a specific region that really likes it, or even a, a demographic, an age demographic that really loves it? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. It's, it's, I underestimated how many people would be willing to try something brand new. Mm. So, so we've got fantastic responses and interest on our Unam boxes, but on our Easter boxes, most people celebrate Easter. So it's not like, oh, it's a, it's a sure win. No, there's more interest in the unfamiliar festivals than in the familiar ones, which I, you know, I underestimated that. I thought that it would be pretty even based on explorers versus, uh, let's say, more habitual celebrators. But, but it's, been a, it's been a pleasant surprise. Oh, that's wonderful. And then actually, now that you think about it, 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 it does seem pretty logical, right? That people would want to be drawn toward the more unfamiliar. Yeah, no, I know. See, that's that's the thing. I, I, I guess I was the only one who misunderstood. But I was like, oh, Easter, everybody would buy Easter. I, you know, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I would guess that the Easter boxes would be really popular, and especially the Christmas ones too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not saying they're not. It's just that I'm surprised at the mm -hmm. at the other ones that I thought, you know. And this is my dream because it's if we can expose children to something that even their parents are not familiar with, it's an entire, um, you know, it's an entire family getting cultured. I, for lack of a better word. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we do have a lot of female entrepreneurs that are just starting off listening to this. Um, what would be some of your advice to either a budding entrepreneur or even like the, the younger version of yourself? Yeah, I think to the younger version of myself, it would be don't underestimate where an idea can come from, right? So I've always, I know my family's probably chuckling listening to this because they kept telling me that and I, uh, no, so, so don't underestimate the idea, you know, when it will strike or what could become an idea. And I think the second piece of advice would be to talk to as many people as possible, um, you know, about their experiences, not necessarily sort of revealing the specifics of your idea. I don't mean it that way, but just in terms of their experience, their advice and, and you know, enriching your own uh, possibilities of what you can do with your idea. I think that is really, really great advice. Um, and so this brings me to my last question. The most important question is where can our listeners find you? Oh, perfect. So we have a website and we're very active on Instagram, uh, both the same. So www.festivity.fun uh, is our website and hashtag uh, or no, I guess at for Instagram festivity.fun. <laughs> so bad. At, you can see, right? So, so new to this festivity.fun is also our Instagram tag. Uh, and if it's okay with you, I have a promo code for your listeners. Yes, we love promo codes. What is it? Uh, it's a 10% off uh, a coupon or a promo code for any box that they buy. It's T-I-T-T -T festivity. All right, uh, listeners, did you get that? T-I-T-T -T festivity for a special 10% off for our listeners. Thank you so much for putting that together for us. Of course, anytime. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Nisha. This was an absolute, absolute joy just speaking and getting to know you a little bit. To our listeners, our mission has always been to connect with other modern women through the lens of our own experiences. So we really thought that this series would be a perfect fit. We have inadvertently jumped on this journey of growing our own business as entrepreneurs and thought these conversations would not only be empowering, inspiring and refreshing for us, but for our listeners as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again, Nisha, for your thank gems you. and all of your wisdom. And we hope to see you again very soon. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>